It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. All righty. Welcome to Money for Lunch. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that you guys support our show uh, and you know, grateful to uh, the comments that we get online and the fact that uh, you guys share this uh, with your friends, your families, uh, we call it, uh, share it online. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, all right, let's get started with the quote of the day, the quote of the day. A real man loves his wife and places his family as the most important thing in his life. Nothing has brought me more peace and content in life than simply being a good husband and father. And that quote comes from Frank Abagnale. I just screwed up his name pretty badly. Abagnale. Anyway, a real man loves his wife and places his family as the most important thing in his life. Nothing has brought me more peace and content in life than simply being a good husband and father by Frank Abagnale. He is the gentleman. Uh, there's a book out there that's really worth reading called Catch Me If You Can. There's also the movie Catch Me If You Can with Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio that does, uh, uh, you know, does, does, a, does a good job, uh, but the book is better. And uh, Frank Abagnale. Abagnale. I don't know why. Abagnale. Anyway, Frank uh, does a lot of, uh, I guess he was a genius and he was bored and he just kept doing a lot of weird stuff and crazy and he would impersonate lawyers and doctors and all this stuff. And, and anyway, it's very interesting. All right. Let's get this party started here on the show. Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal, an attorney for workers and consumers. Selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California, in 2017, Norm was also inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back to Money for Lunch. Thanks, Bert. Nice to be here. That's a great quote, family being the most important thing in life. I I think the show today, uh, we should dedicate that to family, and I want to do a little bit of a, consp- a comparison between how people in California where I am um, and the legal community treat families versus uh, what is going on in the rest of the country with regard to families. Uh, the, you know, we, we talked about so many times that um, having people working, having families together um, creates velocity of money because in, at the low end of the spectrum, people that make this money, they're going to have to spend it. They're going to have to spend it on food. They're going to have to spend it on housing. They're going to have to spend it on clothing. They're going to have to spend it on transportation. They're going to have to spend it on health care. All these things are, are put the money back in circulation, whereas if you give the money uh, back to uh, large corporations, uh, they're going to put the money um, into uh, stock buybacks for their company so that they can keep the uh, price of their stock up. And uh, and the people at the high end otherwise put it invest the money. So we have this real uh, split in the economy between uh, uh, people on the high end with wealth who are the investor class and the companies that they invest in. Uh, 
and the low end or the or working class who spend everything they make. So in, in California, um, we are in a process where we've accomplished uh, an awful lot in California. And I was just back east at a book festival at Martha's Vineyard and was explaining how we have what we call, you know, California, California capitalism. And uh, it's been very successful um, with the concept of family being the most important thing. California is, you know, is now the fifth largest economy in the world. Most people don't know that. And the only economies ahead of us are the United States, uh, China, Japan, and the uh, European Union. So I went back there and I talked about uh, this. And I said, you know, this is where we are in California. And there were some other people from California. And their comments were, well, what about the homeless? When are we going to take care of the homeless? And so that that's the thinking in California. You know, we have a, a budget surplus. We have the money we're putting into billions of dollars over the uh, last four years. And the, and the comments from people from California are, well, what about the homeless? Comments from people outside of California, well, gee, man, that's wonderful. Why can't we do this in the rest of the country? You know, in California, we passed a gasoline tax. Um, that's where the money specifically going to be used to uh, improve all our infrastructure because that's a, you know, a problem around the country. Uh, the federal government doesn't seem to have a way to fix it, and uh, they're, they're disorganized. Yet in California, we, we, fixed, we fixed it. We're fixing it because we have money designated where it can only be used for um, infrastructure repair. And you'd say that to people in the rest of the country. Go, why? Why can't we do that? And, uh, and it's because the country is is not focused on family. It's not focused on people. It's focused on on dissension and uh, getting reelected. Uh, we also have an excise tax in California. If you make over a million dollars a year, there's a two percent excise tax on all your income over a million dollars a year. Now you're fortunate enough to make that kind of money and you live out in California, you, you probably don't care much about paying that because you know the money is going to go to help people. And we know where it's, where it's headed, uh, and it's helping to balance the budget and have a surplus. Yet in the federal government, where there's a desperate need for money, and there's uh, budget deficits of now approaching a trillion dollars a year, I've just read today, uh, they can't pass any type of tax. Um, on on the the wealthy in this country, so that's a problem. We have a, a um, California. We have a twelve dollar minimum wage going to fifteen dollars. The federal minimum wage is is seven is seven and a quarter. You can't live on seven dollars and twenty five cents. You can't support your family, and you have to work two three jobs just to try to make ends meet. California, we have virtually full employment, and that includes the menial jobs. Uh, in the rest that it, that are done by uh, undocumented workers that are here in this country, and we we probably have the largest number of undocumented workers in California than anywhere else. We have covered California. We have health insurance available for everybody that wants it in California. We're going to be uh, carbon emissions neutral by 2030 in California. We have uh, trade with uh, China to the extent we can. And uh, we're in a position now where we are training our um, our labor force uh, through public community colleges. It's almost free, but it's, you know nominal sums 
Uh, it's for, affordable and serves as a trade school. California has the best public university system on the planet. Everybody wants to be here, and we have the best labor laws. And what we do here is we make ensure we ensure through the what's called the Private Attorney General Act that all employers in California are complying with wage and hour laws. Um, that you get your rest breaks, you get your meal breaks, you aren't being forced to work overtime without pay, and whether you're uh, documented or undocumented, this is what's happening in California today. And this is all as a result of putting family first. And in the, in the, we are really, in the rest of the country, we're at a fork in the road. Are we going to, in the rest of the country, look to California, which is the leader in this country, and say, you know, this system is working. Let's see if we can make this work for the, for the rest of the people in America. Or are we going to continue down this path that, uh, that our, our president has, has uh, put in motion where we're going to divide this country. You know, we're at the crossroads, Bert. Uh, the president, his policies are to separate children from their family at the border, to uh, incarcerate uh, the children and their parents um, in detention centers rather than having what used to be a uh, release program. If you have a sponsor in the country until your hearing comes up, you could go and live with that sponsor, and you can you can do that. And if there's um, you know concern, you can put an ankle bracelet on them, you know, to to know where they are. But these are the things that are that are separation is the is a family is the policy of this country. Uh, right now, they're uh, removing parents from their families and children from school and having forced deportation because they aren't properly documented without them doing anything wrong other than uh, coming to the country without, uh, you know, as a child and with their parents and um, not being born here, they are still undocumented and, and basically having them arrested and, and deported, separate that family, destroy that uh, the family that has work, destroy the companies that need them to do the work, and remove them. They're, it's gone so far as as with soldiers. Soldiers who served in this country and honorably discharged are being deported because when they, they entered the country illegally, if, if you can believe that. And now, now we're down to, it, it's getting so outrageous that the they just raided all these slaughterhouses in the Midwest, um, and they, there was undocumented workers working there. Uh, n- first of all, this is the the job that no one in this country wants to do. You know, this is literally slaughtering animals and and separating their their parts uh, for uh, for sale. I mean, one of the uh, slaughterhouses that was raided was uh, the, the Koch brothers' house, and. These are jobs that are, are were done by undocumented persons who are doing those jobs and other jobs. All of the hotels in this country, all the cleaning crews, all the housekeeping, it's all undocumented uh, personnel. All the the fruit and and, um, and, and that is, is picked in California and rest of the country, it's all undocumented because there's, there aren't enough people here that are willing to do this work. Regardless of the wage, they just don't want to do it. 
Yeah, and so, so I want to talk about this because, okay. again, one of the myths that we hear is that, uh, you know, these undocumented workers are taking jobs from uh, willing Americans. And that's not the case. I mean, time and time again, uh, in California, as well as other parts of the country, where the undocumented immigrant worker uh, stops showing up uh, because, you know, they're afraid, those farmers go into a state of panic. And in some cases, they literally lose millions of dollars and tons of food goes bad because there's nobody to pick it. They, they, can't, they can't pay enough money to have somebody out there come out there and bust their butt 10, 12 hours a day and pick that stuff. The and, and the the problem's really fixable, and this is the sad part of it. If if you look at this country as you know, being a country that welcomes uh, workers and and their families, uh, uh, it doesn't mean they have to be citizens. But you can have a process for work permits. It is very easy to do. It's been done in the past. And I was when I was just back east, they have um, summer workers from the Eastern Europe all over Martha's Vineyard uh, working in uh, all the restaurants and hotels because they don't have a population there that can handle it. And they go back at the end of the uh, of, of the summer, they go back. They, those are temporary permits. Well, if you extend that temporary permit, and, and I own a slaughterhouse, and I need people to do the jobs that no one else is going to do, and there are people in other countries that say, I can do it, and they bring their families with them, and they have a place to stay, and they spend their money here, and they make their money here, and they they live here on a work permit. And when they lose their job, they have to go home. But those are jobs, as long as they keep them or, or another job, they should be allowed to stay. That doesn't make them a citizen. All that does is provide us as workers. There's 8 million jobs now that are, are being are, – are, not being filled because there's no one that wants to do them. And so they're being filled by um, undocumented workers. And it, it's, you know, it's a large workforce. They say there's 11 million uh, undocumented workers in this country. Uh, people in this country, I'd say it's it's substantially more. And nothing's wrong with that. It, I mean, the the issue is documentation. It's not the issue that these are troublemakers. These are people that are here to earn a living, that spend their money here, that increase the velocity of money here. Right now, what what this president is overseeing and what he's going to oversee, I predict, is a total collapse in the stock market and the economy for his policies of division and his uh, trade policies with other countries. And the idea that that Americans are Americans and people that live here are welcome to stay here as long as they comply with the laws and spend their money here. They're coming up with a new law now that if you're with a family and to get a green card, you have to have proof that you can can take care of all your medical needs or else they'll they'll remove you from the country. So everything is, is about alienation of of a segment of this of the economy that is not wealthy well that's an aberration because immigrants in this country made this country starting with the white anglo-saxon protestants the wasps that came in that that worked in this country the slavery that that involuntary servitude the african-americans that built this country 
along with the Italian Americans and the uh, and the Jewish Americans and the uh, um, Irish Americans. They all came in not as Americans, but they came in as Irish and Italians and, and Jews and and Africans, and they lived here and made this country work. And there's no reason to to segregate the Latinos and and from being part of this country. And the idea that it should be is anathema to everything that this country was built on. So we're at a point of of, of basically, uh, you know, it, it's it's a moral question now, and it's a moral question, and it's a question of of this is really a blight on American America's soul. I mean, who are we? You know, I, you can ask yourself the question if you're Christian: What would Jesus do? with these people that they came in here and want to work and want to live honestly and want to be with their family. I mean, if you're a, a good Christian, a Jew, a Buddhist, a Hindu, a secular person, think about what's the right thing to do. And, and don't be swayed by um, all the hype you hear on TV talking about, Oh, we're, this is an invasion. There's it's nonsense. There's 400 million people live in this country. And this is just the bottom segment of the economy of jobs that no one wants to do. And their children could go up, grow up to, as everybody says, to be president, doctors, lawyers, um, basically mathematicians, all the way through. And so we're going, to ha- we're going to have an influx after this of Indians and Chinese. It's just a melting pot. That's what America is. And yeah. the idea... You know the idea of stopping this now. You can't stop this. It will destroy the country, and it'll destroy the moral fabric of the country. Uh, you know, as as a uh, as a, a Judeo-Christian country, where we 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 have charity for people. That's why California is doing so well. We're down to you know we need to have shelter for the homeless now. That's what we're down to in California. You know, we have all these other problems figured out because we all live in peace and, and we're not helping ICE raid, uh, uh, you know, sanctuaries and people are staying. We are on the other side of this equation, and this country needs to move in that direction away from this division and hatred. This is not something that people should be proud of. They should be embarrassed by it, and they should they should not, and they should be in a position where. At, you know, come the next election, they should vote against anybody that favors these 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 policies. You know what? And, and here's the thing that always bothers me about this is that to me, we are focusing on the wrong people. Uh, when I say the wrong people, these people that come from Mexico or from South America. And the reason I say that is because these people do not have a history of attacking us. You know, you look at the people who have a history of attacking us, and I'm talking about the terrorists, uh, people who are here, quote, legally, who came here on a visa, who came here with a green card, who came here, uh, you know, however they got here legally, they stayed here, they got training. They, you know, they, they take a truck and they mow people over in New York or they, uh, you know, take down the trade center 
to me, it's like we're focusing our energy and our money on the wrong, on a completely the wrong set of individuals. Yeah, that, uh, that's, that's clearly the case. And the, the, the sad part of it is, is this, this misguided focus has created uh, um, our, our own terrorists in this country that are physically attacking uh, uh, people of Latino descent. And it's it's terrible. These people haven't done anything wrong. All they want to do is get up and work hard. The idea that that these that the Latinos are are against what we stand for is wrong. These are all Christians. They're they're Catholics. The Latinos. They're they they go to church, you know, and they along with everybody else. They're they're not they're not any different from anybody else except they work jobs that no one else wants to work. That's the that's the beauty, and they don't complain about it. I mean, it's, it's right. You know, and, and and here's the deal. Look, and again, uh, people will sometimes point to the fact that this person committed a crime or that person committed a crime. Yes, I'm not denying that some of these people have and will commit crimes, but as a whole, they're pretty good people. As you mentioned, they're easygoing, they're hardworking, uh, you know, and the and the crimes they commit generally are no different than the crimes that are that our regular American citizens commit. And and it seems to me that uh, you know they're they're being used as a scapegoat, and and it's and it's just moronic. I mean. Look again. If you're going to if you're going to take billions of dollars, let's point it in the right direction. I mean, you know, let's anyway. So, so yeah, you don't, and you me, don't need to spend Bert. billions, Bert. You know, it goes back to what we started with, where it's family. The Latino population is is a very strong. A family-oriented nucleus. They take care of their own. They have their, you know, the grandparents and the, and the uncles and aunts. They all take care of them. I mean, there's they they have their own uh, child care in their in their own family, so that some people in the family can work, and some people can take care of the children to make sure they get to school. And so it's an it's a family nucleus. The most important thing is family. And the most important thing to all of us, I think, when we, we you know, when you you say it, is the number one most important thing is family. And this is what the current administration is trying to destroy. It knows family is the most important, so it's trying to separate these families. And at the end of the day, what it's going to do is destroy our economy because when you take away the worker out of the family and he leaves, then we have more people on the street. And the whole point in California, what we're trying to do with the homeless, is we're setting up, and, and it's, it's, it doesn't cost a lot. You can put it on a parking lot. Temporary shelters for homeless people. Uh, with a lot of social services provided to get them off the street and find their families to get them back to the point where they, they can be in a position, their permanent housing would not be something the government builds. It will be back with their family. 
in their family nucleus. And that's going to happen for most of them because there is a family out there and, this, and the, the persons on the street have been, uh, you know, obviously not living with their family and it, there's no one there to take them and there's no one there to direct them. And most of them have either some type of mental illness or some type of, of, of substance abuse issues that need to be dealt with. But if they're dealt with correctly with professionals, we can get them off the street first, that's number one, and then get them back in, in with their family and get them trained and get them back to be a, a, a member of society. We're not going to give up on the homeless in, in, in California. We're going to well, build these, this housing here, which we can do. Uh, if You know what? I, I um, One of my favorite homeless stories is this gentleman uh, named John Paul DeJoria. And John Paul uh, was homeless, uh, was uh, sleeping in his car with his son, uh, was able to get a, enough money together, and he moved out to Hawaii, still homeless, but he figured that he could live off the land in Hawaii and John Paul is now a billionaire, right? He's got uh, he's got a, a home, a very nice home there in California, as, as as well as other places. But you know, his home in California is is almost like 90% off the grid. It uses solar and wind and all these other things. And and, and so my point being, he's an extreme example. But you know. There are other people like John Paul that if they could get a little bit of a break, maybe they could get back in school or they could get some new skills. And as you mentioned, some of these people are uh, have mental situations that they need to be off the streets for their safety as well as ours. There are some people who just need to, a chance um, and uh, you know to get maybe to get off their to, to get off drugs. And you know again. You can't push a rope, but I guarantee you, if you take 100 homeless people, there's going to be a large majority of them that want a second chance, that want to prove themselves, that want to just, you know, do better and be better, and they just need that break. They need that leg up, and they'll do the rest. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of the homeless people are children and women whose uh, husband has deserted them. And they have no family, and they're and they're there, literally living in the street in fear of everything. Can you only imagine? You know, if your family or children in your family had to be on the street, and and we're creating now with taking these working people in these slaughterhouses, we're creating more homeless people because the 600 that were were arrested and taken away. They they can't earn any money for their family anymore, so that puts all these women and children on the street for nothing they did and for nothing the husband did other than getting up every morning, working hard and going to working in a slaughterhouse or for the wife that gets up every morning and works in a, in a, in a hotel or a motel or the, or the one that gets up and works as a landscaper or a construction worker. These are jobs that no one else wants to do. And the idea of, of branding them as something wrong is, 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 is nuts. I mean, it's just, and it, it's, it's morally bankrupt. Where's the compassion for these people that need our help? We're going to make it worse? It's crazy. 
Create a work permit program. It's great. This this is something we shouldn't stand for. People should be outraged at what this president has has put into place, separating children from their mothers and fathers, fathers from their families, and and forcing them uh, to leave. This is not what America is all about. And and and, you know something and and something that I think uh, and this is what's shocking to me because. Uh, President Trump is supposed to be somewhat entrepreneurial, and to me, it shows his contempt for families. And I guess you know this is a guy who, you know, he's been divorced. I don't know a lot. He's got multiple kids from multiple women, and you know he he doesn't believe in fidelity. So maybe that's just you know we're seeing uh, that uh, you know how he is with family, uh, but. As an entrepreneur, it would be so much easier to take these individuals, as you mentioned, and create a work per, a, a work permit that they could pay to be here, which creates revenue for us that we need. Uh, when I say we need, uh, the American government needs. Uh, now that they're legally here, they can come out of the shadows, if you will, and they can start paying their fair share of taxes and their fair share of of uh, other items. You know, I have met many hardworking, undocumented workers who were afraid to get insurance, and you know, it's it's stuff like that that you know it causes a problem. And so, if they are allowed to work here, not to be as you mentioned, they're not going to be citizens, but allowed to work here because they're already here, they're already working, and. Now we can track them. Now they can pay into the system. Now they're going to be able to get insurance. Now they can help build our communities. So to me, it's, it's, it's a benefit, and the work permit is so much simpler. Instead of spending, what was it, $50 billion to build a wall, why don't we create $50 billion of revenue and taxes and growth? And, as you know, as you mentioned um, uh, what do you call it? The the uh, what do you call it of money? The velocity, velocity. of money. Right? I mean, <laughs> I'm just shocked. I am yeah. totally shocked that his entrepreneurial uh, creativity doesn't see this as the simplest way to handle this. Yeah, but, I would I would tell everybody out there just as a suggestion is before you turn on Fox News or Rush Limbaugh, uh, to hear all the, the hate speech, uh, you know, just just, t- just for a minute, don't tune that in. You know, tune in something else, but don't tune that in, and tune that out of your life. And instead of talking about hate, talk about hope. And instead of talking about what we, uh, you know, can do to separate, let's talk about what we can do together. And use California as an example, because we're doing it out here. We aren't following uh, the the Trump logic. We're, this is a very blue state, and we're out here making this a better place to live for all Americans, regardless of your documentation. And as long as you obey the law and work hard, you'll prosper in California, and that should be the way it is in the rest of the country, um, and, and stop this division an idea of hatred between uh, Americans, regardless of, of where you came from. It's just not what anybody would want to do. And especially the, uh, 
the, the, the Christians in, in, in this society. I, have, I can't understand uh, why, you know, followers of, of uh, Jesus would ever want to separate families and children from their mother and have them uh, uh, put into a jail for nothing they did and basically, um, you know, stain their, their psyche for the rest of their life. This is, this is completely nuts. Especially Absolutely. when they, yeah. Norm, we're out of time. I want to say thank you so much for stopping by. Looking forward to having you back again soon, my friend. All right, Bert. All the best. All righty. Good stuff there from Norm Blumenthal. Uh, as you can tell, he's passionate about his beloved California. He's also passionate about families. And if you have questions, if you need help, if you want to talk to him and his team, you can go to BAM, B-A-M, Law, CA.com. That's BAM, Law, CA.com. As always, my friends, thank you so much for being here. As always, let's share this episode with everyone you know. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.